tonight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We've got a guest host, David C. Robertson from DC On Screen, and he's going to join me so we can talk about uh, the uh, the Agents of Shield there that we've been <laughs> la- slacking off on. Um, so we'll be we'll be doing all of that tonight. Episodes uh, three, four, and five of this season of Agents of Shield. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. I'm David C. Robertson of DC On Screen. David C. Robertson of DC On Screen. Welcome to the show, brother. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always uh, always nice to step on the other side of the aisle. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you being on the show, and uh, I'm glad you got caught up in time to do some of these with us. Um, you know, uh, I know people probably noticed we were out for two weeks um, and that was the holiday season, but also Jeff moving to Tampa it all happened at the same time. And so Jeff had to cancel on a few recording sessions and, um, I didn't have anyone else that was caught up on the shows with me. So, <laughs> all right. Um, and you know, you know, Matt's out of options when he asks me to help. That's true. That's true. And I mean, to be honest, I didn't even reach that bottom of the barrel. You reached out to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I was like, fine, I, I guess I'll do an episode this week. Um, <laughs> you know, I felt bad for the show. I, I decided to reach out and be, offer a helping hand. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I'm not kidding, man. I really do appreciate it because uh, with with Jeff being out of pocket the way he's been uh, with the big move and with the holidays um, and having a brand new yeah. family, he's just he just hasn't been able to do yeah. much. And so I'm really glad to get together tonight, um, at least to talk about Agents of Shield and catch up on that. And I, 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 I yeah. hear I hear tell you're getting close to catching up on Runaways as well. Yeah, I am somewhere in the fourth episode of Runaways, and nice. honestly, I'm not really digging it, man. It's really? Not, the comics were so much better. Like, so much huh. better. <laughs> see, I don't I don't know if I see it. I actually really like what they're doing on the show, and not uh, giving a quick spoiler-free uh, talk, one thing I think they've done on the show a much better job of is giving me details and making me care about the parents. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. I, 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 really, I appreciate that. I think the show is way more complex for it. I felt like the the, the, the comic book, in, in true comic book fashion, was sort of um, a one-sided tale. And, yeah. and I, think the, I think the show has had a lot more depth because it's shown things from both sides. And I, I find myself gen- genuinely caring about the parents and the kids and, like... Their struggles and why they when they do things, I don't know. I've really, really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, the, Plus, you know, I somewhat felt like that first episode was just, you know, in the comic. If I remember correctly, they were all just forced to hang out together while the pride did their thing, right? And, right. I, you know, and they were just like, no, we're not really friends anymore in school, blah blah blah. And then they discover the thing, and uh, and they can, you know, it moved a lot quicker and. The I agree first with that. episode of of the show was just something strange about Runaways. Murder on me. Not to not to. <laughs> what'd you say? That first episode was just murder on me. Oh, it was like, I on loved me. the second episode. Yeah, I loved the second episode where they actually jumped into the pride and showed their. And I thought that was a cool ballsy move to just yeah, jump in and be like, yeah. you know, we're going to move away from our you know protagonist for an entire episode. The second episode, no less. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like let's, I got to give them props on that. It wasn't like let's get established for a season. They they literally went and told a different told the story, same story from a different perspective. And that's one of the uh, one of the cool things about being dropping multiple episodes at a time. 
I believe yeah. they, I believe they dropped the first four all at once, and so oh okay, uh, you got those first two episodes, and you didn't have to wait. It wasn't it wasn't like they had to burn a whole week to show us that. They just showed us that, showed it from both perspectives, and then they moved on with the story. It was really great. Anyway, right. if you're not watching Runaways, you should. That's our little short Runaways talk. Uh, but we're yeah, here. Tonight. I would agree with that now. We're here tonight to talk about <laughs> Agents of Shield. Okay, um, what, I'm sorry. What do you think? What do you think, man? This season, you you you're you you're, you're more fresh on the whole. Let's just kind of talk in big overarching tones about this season. Um, and by the way, okay. spoiler alert, everyone. We're going to get into Agent Shield, and we will be spoiling it. Uh, I think we're through episode five. Is that correct? Season five. Um, yeah. Season five, episode five. Um, yeah. So we're up to date. What did you think so far <laughs> this season? Best season so far, in my opinion. I said that last season about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though I probably said it on DC On Screen near the end of the episode because that's what we do um, <laughs> when we talk about other shows. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, to, to me, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has gotten better every year. This year is no exception. Uh, this, the, like, I was. I was hooked from the teaser last season at the end. Yeah. I, I was, you know, I was glad they kind of popped back and showed us, like, how they got there and whatever. But, um, I, like, they made me care about that kid. I don't know his name, but I care about him. I have bad, I have hard feelings towards that roach that, like, lopped his head into. Yeah. Um, yeah. That first kid that brought them through or, or was, was kind of their guide in the first episode. I was shocked when he died because I liked him. You know, yeah. when you have someone. What was his that- name? Victor? Uh, it sounds right. Uh, when you have someone with that much charisma on screen, I, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is going to be one of our protagonists for the season. And then uh, fake Bradley Cooper came in and like took it that took that from right. Him. And then girl from the 100s like keeps talking about <laughs> the kid and making me feel even worse. Like, we don't know their real names. We don't know any of these people's names. No, no. Um, um, is that the girl from the 100? The 100s. Yeah, she was. She was on on that show. Is that show over? No, it's still going. Oh, I was neat. surprised. Oh, I didn't know. Probably means she died then. So spoiler alert for the one hundred. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how deep she gets on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She may be just on a couple th- show, show on a couple episodes. Yeah, I, I watched that first season of the hundred, and I I liked it. It was good. Really? Okay. Um, it, well, it was it was very much teen drama ish, but like it was cool sci fi, yeah. and and I heard it got better. So I, I I been meaning to go back to it and give it a give it a. Hey, I got. Real college try. <laughs> I got, I got no hate, man. I'm I'm waist deep in Riverdale. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, well, I haven't watched. Season, I mean, I'm caught up. It's great. I haven't watched any of season two yet. So, oh, yeah. it's good. This, I mean, it's bad. It's real bad. But yeah, it's good. the whole show's been kind of bad, but <laughs> I guess worth watching. I mean, I watched it. You know, some of the times those shows that are bad, especially in the today's world of the binge. They're just great binge shows because they can be on the background. You can be t- typing emails, doing your work, and like a bad right. TV show can just be running in the background. Um, but that's not the case with Agents of Shield. Every week I have to like sit down and watch this show. Like it's interesting how certain shows that are like that, like Agents of Shield, I think is a good show, a good show. And uh-huh. if you try to like type emails and don't pay close attention it's not good it's like it's not functional for that it's a wor- uh, it's a much worse show uh because if you're miss you miss so many little things um i find it uh to not be nearly as good when i do that i i really have yeah. to like sit it's same thing with like punisher and uh, daredevil all these all these marvel shows i i have to sit down and actually watch them 
Um, yeah, that's the that's the frustrating thing about these shows. Like during an episode of Arrow, I could actually just like type emails or do whatever. Yeah, totally. But during during <laughs> not really Arrow. Arrow has gotten better. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is bad about that though. Like I could just really just be like, okay. Um, yeah, it sucks because I find myself watching more bad shows sometimes because I can mm-hmm. get work done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah, like I actually like don't look forward to the Marvel shows just because like I'm gonna have to put it, my full attention into that. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, even though like there's like 15 minutes of of Frank Castle like fingering his trigger and saying one batch, two batch, I'm gonna be completely compelled by the entire experience, and I'll watch it all. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Are you? Are, where are you on Punisher? <coughs> oh, I'm 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 caught up. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, we haven't we actually haven't done our thirteenth episode of that because I was trying to wait on Jeff, but it's looking like that's not going to happen. Screw him. So we're let's probably going to do another episode of that. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's just do it, man. Back to agents. I feel like we keep getting derailed because it's been so long <laughs> since we've been on the show and had a chance to talk about all these yeah. things. I want to talk about everything. Um, so, agents of Shield. Back to it. We we, yeah. we, we last left off um, the episode where they first kind of uh, episode two was the last one we talked about, which was uh, the one where they, they they first really get introduced into the world, uh, and and uh, we kind of set up where our characters all end up. Um, yeah. The the next episode was we we get uh, Simmons helping the young girl uh, harness her powers. Yeah, I, I dug that. I loved it so much. I have not been more compelled by just like a basic sort of um, inhuman story and a basic like just a basic superhero tale of, of like causing a young girl to fight in the gladi- like the glad- gladiator arena sort of situation. Um, yeah, that was just really compelling, and it like I was rooting for her, but I was also like like. When she finally won, there was this loss of innocence, you know, mm-hmm. and it just it was, sure. it was really, uh, and she was happy to win and happy to be sold because her family's you know, just the moral complexity of all of that. Uh, yeah, was like the like showing how happy she was in the aftermath, like how little it actually affected her emotionally. But she was just like, yeah, all right. I mean, like, I'm the champion. I'm getting sold and cool. I'm got it. Just, it was pretty unsettling. Like she didn't seem nearly as troubled as she should have. No, I not at all. She didn't. <laughs> um, she was just like, oh, good. I'm surviving. Yeah, and that's this this world that the Kree have set up for the humans has kind of like <clears> turned <throat> the humans into this um, this subservient race that just you know survival is everything, and you just kind of they, they've they've lost their higher functions sort of like their their morality and their um uh a- ability to want anything more than just survival you know right and there's they're just so at the at the at the mercy of the Cree. it's 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 really unsettling um where where, the, where we are right now in the story or at that point and and going forward okay so the next episode uh we we we, we get um we get the one where daisy breaks into that upper level and uh and and all the while the, the the shield agents are working on what's going on with this transmission um I, yeah so there's like I, i'm really i'm really interested to see what's going on 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 the earth's surface well i mean we saw a little bit of that uh what do you mean it was like big dude who was not mac being put down and the roaches attacking him oh that's true yes 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 um 
but but there's something else going on because obviously someone's surviving and someone's transmitting. Um, could R- maybe. or is that just Fitz's? Could be a trick. Or or it could be. Um, oh gosh, Edgar? No, not Edgar. What's his name? Not Ethan. Um, <clears throat> Enoch. I don't know. Enoch. Could, oh, Enoch. It, it could yeah. be Enoch. It could be Enoch who's been Enoch's my boy. Um, so it's, I think it's very possible that Enoch, because he's been talking about how he's been making preparations. Um, so it's very possible Enoch's been right. making those preparations. Maybe. Except it, that it's uh, fake Bradley Cooper said it's his dad. Yeah, it sounded like his dad, he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so, so uh, we, get a, we get a real like Lando Calrissian moment in episode four where Daisy... Uh, gets breaks her way, sneaks her way onto the ma- the main level with the Cree, uh, with with mm. um, oh gosh, what's the Cree's name? Cassius, Cassius. They keep going Cassius. Uh, Cassius, yeah. But uh, I just think it's Cassius. <laughs> just like like it's spelled yeah. out, it looks like Cassius. So I keep like reading uh, reading ahead on my. Uh, I I just think Wayun every time I see him. Uh, is that him? No, no, you're right. But he's no, sound, he, he is just doing Jeffrey Combs doing Wayun on DS9. He That's is. all he's doing. He, that is he, very, he is very similar for sure. Um, he he's blue. He's got the same voice. He's got like I mean, he just combs his hair a little differently, and he's taller. Yeah. That's it. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've enjoyed his <laughs> weird Cree performance. We we've we've only met a few Cree and gotten to only gotten to know a few Cree. Most of them have just been these like kind of mindless soldier types. Um, yeah. At least as much as we've seen of them, um, so it's weird going from the only other crew we've seen this much was uh, was Lee Pace in Guardians uh, as right. um, Ronan. To me, he looked different than a Kree, though. He looked like some sort of half breed or something. Ronan? No, no, not Ronan. Um, Cassius. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like the other Kree. At he, all. He, he has like, he's of, blue. He, he's blue, and he has. I thought it was just like weird makeup on him, which gives him. He he definitely does not act like a the Cree that we've seen, and 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 I mean we've only really seen one, which is uh, Ronan the Accuser, who is a an an, an intense fellow, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of blue, different blue people. Like uh, the blue chick with the with the balls. I mean, her eyes are all like painted white. Yeah, and I think and she's she's a creature. I don't well. know. She looks similar to Cassius, and and they're but they both have sort of white painted on their face. I don't know. I don't know what that's yeah. supposed to be a reference to. Also, when 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 the when the person shows up to buy Quake, uh-huh. um, in episode four, I believe it is. Uh, she's not a Cree. She has yeah, no, it just seems like there are like you know white people with uh, red eyes. <laughs> yeah, like cat eyes. And they're or like, something. yeah, they're like, we hate humans. And I'm like, okay, so that means you're not human. All right, yeah, you like, guys ran out of money. I guess <laughs> you ran out of money. You had to start making your aliens look more and more human. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like putting some sort of prosthetic is cheaper than like. Making those digital eyes all the time, but maybe not. <laughs> I guess probably not. I don't know. Well, they may they might be contact lenses or something. Uh, maybe they look I'm very not- like glowy for for contact lenses. Um, but anyway, uh, so so all of that I think is all just uh, that's all neither here nor there. I feel like what we really probably want to talk about is this most recent week's episode. 
I feel like we needed to get through all that, but uh, you know, you know, fake Bradley Cooper turns Daisy in <laughs> at the end of uh-huh. episode five, four, I believe. That's the last we saw her. Uh-huh. And then he, and then at the end of that, Fitz shows up. That's right. Yeah, and it's like what? <laughs> Fitz shows up looking all Star Lord like. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, me too. Um, and now we, you know, it's it's one of the downfalls of just binging this stuff because I was really behind. I just like watched everything. Yeah, and uh, I have no reaction time. Like I'm on TV time, right? And like trying to think of something to say, and I'm like, I don't really know. I just want to watch the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this week was like fun, but it was a di- it was a, di- a huge diversion from the rest of the uh, the season, right? Which I because it's all I Earth. personally loved. I loved the diversion. I loved the uh, I loved getting sure. to see Fitz going through. I just tra- getting to travel t- took the long way through time. I just it just it all smacked <laughs> of like some classic sci fi that I love. Yeah. Um, Who's Rusty? He's the best pilot of money can buy. <laughs> Crash. He's the best pilot my money can buy. <laughs> <laughs> that was all great. I lo- loved, that was so great. Loved seeing Hunter again. <coughs> yes, I've missed him, and I'm I'm annoyed because the their show never went, and so Hunter and Bobby left the show for no reason. I'm not annoyed. Like I hated the idea of Marvel's Most Wanted. Right. I thought it was a terrible idea. And I'm glad it didn't happen. Like, I don't mean any malice or anything. Sure. I just, I want these shows to be as good. I don't need more Inhumans. Right, right. And if a show isn't good, and if it's not working out, I don't mind them. I don't mind that it didn't go. What what bothers me is I felt like the reason they had to leave S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of dumb. Uh, It was like, so they didn't cause an international incident. But, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is a secret organization anyway. Like, why do the Russian <laughs> yeah. government know who your agents are? Like, that's weird. Um, right. But ultimately, I think it did serve Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I felt like the show got tighter and better and more focused on the characters we had. Because we weren't always like, oh, will they, won't they with Bobby and Hunter. Like, sure, you know, sure. I loved Hunter. But I was never that big on Bobby. She was okay, and it was pretty clear in that last season that she was on that they were like trying to, they were struggling to try to find something for her to do. Yeah, I wish they'd just gone full Mockingbird with her, man. Let her like me too, let her, man. Let her, that let her be more awesome. of a badass, or like give her yeah. those powers of Mockingbird in the comics. Like absolutely, uh, but they never were, and it looked like they weren't going to do that. Um, but, that would have bought her a season. Yeah, and then she should have left. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Plus, she's pretty great on the Orville. Yeah, pretty great on the Orville. Um, so I can't be too mad. I hear that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I know you haven't seen it yet, right? I've seen the first ten minutes, and I went, "Ugh." <laughs> the Orville's great, man. <laughs> so good. Um, I think I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with more Victor Garber. I <laughs> that may have pre- uh, that may have played a uh, a role in it. Like, I was Garber? just like, Who's- I'm like, man, I you know, I I watch Legends of Tomorrow and I see this, I see Martin Stein, and now I gotta watch Orville, and there he is as oh, the admiral. Oh, the I mean, admiral, right, right, right. No, he's yeah, literally he's and, literally been in five minutes of the I show. Know. Total, I know. He has, and he- then it was like, hey, we're Star Trek with dick jokes. Eh, I I might go back someday, but I just can't do it right now. Yeah, but they're I got nothing. They're good Star Trek with dick jokes. <laughs> I don't I don't deny that it's Star Trek with dick jokes, but it's it's good Star Trek with dick jokes. 
I I just constantly feel like uh, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane is getting in his own way of making a good show. Like he 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 pulls me in and then he like knocks me out of it. Like he throws me out of it with a stupid joke. See that doesn't I, I think, really. Fit. I think you need to watch more. Just you've only seen ten minutes. I, I can't even. I can't really defend it against because I can't. I can't reference that's more. That's true. Like, there's, 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 there's that's so, true. I've just seen fr- so much Seth MacFarlane stuff. Well, it's totally different. It's just totally different. Like and this is not Family Guy. The the humor is not no, Family no. Guy like. It's just totally. It's a totally different show. Um, I don't know. Like his his buddy, his pilot buddy, like shut of piloting the shuttle and drinking a beer. Yeah, was enough like Family Guy that I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this. See, that's not a Family Guy joke to me. That's that's nothing. It totally that's nothing is to like me. Family Guy. Um. Anyway, we won't we won't argue. Yeah. Anyway, there's no it's answer. A tangent. You just need to see more. <laughs> you need to see more because it's real good. What 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 impresses like, me you, more about you like is, Justice League and I love you. We're good. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So um. So this Fitz episode, loved it. I loved seeing Fitz. Uh, the last line of the episode, I think it was the last line of the episode, um, when. Enoch asks, "Do you have it in you?" And he says, "I yeah. have it in me." I uh-huh. did not expect for Fitz to be the daredevil of this show, like to have the devil inside him. Um, but now we've seen, like the, the the arc of these last two seasons, where he's like seen what he can, with how dark he could be if given different circumstances, and then him him talking to hunter about how he doesn't like knowing that's inside him and hunter says yeah hunter says uh well it's good to have it when you need it or whatever and then later on he needs it in this situation and he's like i've got it inside me like it just oh it, yeah. it was so ominous um and i wonder um i i wasn't surprised or necessarily very gleeful about it they pretty much like from the point that like fitz walked into that whatever that was that middle eastern den and like took out all of those dudes a few years a couple years ago like i was just sort of like okay yeah you got it you're you're it you're the you're 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 shit you're the shit man you're awesome sure sure and i just you know nothing else they've done has really made me go like oh hell but yeah i enjoy those moments but it doesn't make me go like oh man i can't believe he's doing that because it's just it's fits dude like right of course he'll i'm not sleep in a cryogenic chamber to go get Gemma. of course right, he will right he's jumped across the universe before he's, <laughs> of course he'll jump across time um no I, absolutely I, see, i'm not surprised by him going that doing all that for Gemma. um what i was what I, what was new to me is him embracing his dark side if he needs to um which see, to me that that was not even new though See, given last season, he was so against. I'm not talking about him fighting. Him fighting is not his dark side. Um, yeah. Him, him, him being that person he was in the framework is. I think what the, what Enoch is alluding to, or what the show is alluding to, with Enoch asking him that question and him answering it the way he did, is that you're yeah. about to go through some stuff and you're going to need to be the man you're scared to be. Uh, are, right. are you ready to do that? And he says, "I've got it in me. Like I, this is that's that's somewhere inside of me is the man I know I can call forth the strength to be as dark as I need to be to get through this this the darkest timeline." Sure, um, and you know, but the framework, the art of it, you know, it's appropriate that the framework was an artificial reality um, because I feel like they used it to artificially like 
pull fits back a little bit so that when he needed to get badass again, they could be like, oh, now he's embracing it. I'm right. like, I've already seen him do that, though. Yeah, I, I'm, so, I think, like, I think well, we're talking about two different things. I, I think you're you're talking about him being a badass. He's never been a dark character before until the framework. Well, and so, like, you're talking about I, him embracing it before, but I don't think he's ever embraced his darkness before. The, his darkness is something I, he I didn't even... I think I disagree on that. Well, in, in what, in what, what, give me an example of when Fitz has ever really gone dark. Other than... When he was trying to get, when he was trying to get Gemma back and he was, like, searching down, like, ancient uh, artifacts and shit and, like, taking out uh, smugglers and, and thieves and, like, killing people back in whatever the middle east or whatever it was wherever right, it was a right. few but years ago i just felt like he was he still was taking out bad guys to do a good thing and i think in this mm. what i think they're implying and, and you can disagree with the, the, the implication or like that they're implying this is that he may need more of his darkness i don't i don't consider that darkness that's just badassness that's just like he's we've right. always known him to be a man who will go to the ends of the earth to save Gemma. Like and he will. That, that's who he is. Like he he'll go to the ends yeah. of the earth to save Gemma every sure. time, and and he'll do whatever it takes. And we've seen him be a badass, uh, in on a number of occasions. And he always fights bad people for good reasons. But in the framework, he did bad things for the one he loved. Um and and I th- I I don't know. I may be wrong, but the implication of Enoch asking that seemed to me to be saying. We're gonna go through some darker things here. Are you ready? <laughs> and, and and darker yeah. things that he hasn't done in the real world. I just I don't think badass fits and dark fits are two different things. And I don't think he's been dark. Right. But I don't feel like we've seen that yet either. I, I agree. I'm. I I think it's only the implication of that last line. Um. And, and, right. and if they don't do it, they may not. They may. You know, uh, he may not be able to embrace his darkness. He, but I just thought the the fact that he made the decision, like he said that he's ready, like, and I thought that was a cool thing. Is, <laughs> right. is all I'm. Getting I think at. ultimately, though, I I don't know. I don't know what will happen with Fitz. Like, I'd like to think probably, like, probably not. Like, maybe he'll get to the brink and be like, eh, I'm not that guy. I could see him absolutely uh, himself at the last minute. I could see him absolutely um, destroying everyone in this world to save his like to correct the timeline because he's like believing like here here's a situation I could see Fitz getting in. And this is just total rampant speculation. They they realize they sure. can rewrite the timeline, but to do so absolutely. they're going to have to in this timeline watch everyone die. And he, right. his scientist mind, believes that's okay. All these people mean nothing. But Gemma can't watch children die. And Gemma's going to do right. everything to save these people and these citizens. And Fitz says, no, if we rewrite the timeline, these people will have never existed. They mean nothing. That is my logical yeah. Fitz dark mind. And Gemma's like, no, we have to do something to help these people now. Um, it, 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 there's There's... There, there's precedent in a lot of different sci-fi talking. Uh, I forget what what which doctor it was. There was a Doctor Who episode that had something similar, where the doctor was like being really dark, and he was like, "Oh, this timeline will rewrite itself uh, after I go back and fix this." Da 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 da. And his companion was like, "No, we have to save these people because that's where we are now. Like that's what we do. Yeah. We're here now. We have to make these people." You know, we have to save the people we can here in case what we do in the past doesn't work. You know, um, and right. and I can s- totally see that coming down to that and almost getting a glimpse of 
the darkness of Fitz in the framework because he's trying to send Gemma back to a happier life in in a, in a, in a corrected mm-hmm. timeline where Quake didn't destroy the Earth. <laughs> yeah, if she destroyed <laughs> the Earth. Yeah, I can see that. I've I've run through a, f- a few different scenarios in my head, and I st- I tend to fall on Fitz maybe willing to do a thing, do the wrong thing, <coughs> and then Gemma pulls him back because she's his conscience, right? Um, or or she does what I assume will happen, or she doesn't, <coughs> and and it and it causes that rift between them that you know we all hate, but it's probably going to continue to happen. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, how 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 likely do you think it is that they'll they'll get another season um, they were canceled this year and disney stepped in to it was actually down. last year it was at the beginning of season four they told them they were was done it? yeah it was like a whole and they didn't tell anyone until season five was starting they 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 they, they announced that like abc wanted to cancel this show last year and we told them no because we have plans for it so i think it's, huh. so they've actually given them two more seasons since they wanted to cancel it so I have a uh-huh. feeling Disney feels strongly about keeping it going. Um, now they, That's weird. they may not continue to f- feel strongly, and maybe the plans they have in quotation marks, maybe maybe that maybe that is this season. Maybe this whole future storyline. Maybe it'll tie into Thanos in a really cool way, or you know who knows. Um, maybe this broken Earth that we see was like a result of Thanos, <laughs> and then after Avengers mm-hmm. Four, when Captain America uses the time gem to go, b- or when uh, Doctor Strange uses the time gem to go back and stop Thanos from doing whatever he did, that all yeah. this gets righted or something. You know, who knows? Like, um, if they, I cannot imagine. Uh, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine like one like throwaway line or you know anything. Anything that would that would equal the whatever it is two or three million dollars an episode one million dollars an episode whatever it is they pay to make every episode like I can't imagine hmm. any plan Disney has being worth making all of this Agents of Shield. <clears throat> you know what I mean? For well, like no, the, the low ratings that it no, gets. according to uh, according to the, the article I read, they're actually still getting ratings that are equal to a lot of other shows that ABC keeps. And even for its budget, uh-huh. even even for its budget, like it's still getting ratings uh, that are really? that are okay, but uh, it, it still wasn't up to a, what ABC wanted from the show. Um, okay. it, it's apparently comparable with other shows they were keeping, but like for whatever reason, they were like, "This isn't giving us what we want. We're going to cancel it." And Disney was like, "No, you're not. <laughs> we're your parent company, <laughs> and we have plans." I have a feeling if they have plans for Agents of Shield, it has something to do with Infinity War tie. If they really, I would think. Could, I would hope. I mean, I would not think. I would hope. Yeah, I would hope. Uh, and we've we've been talking about it more and more on this sh- on the cast that we want to see more tie-in stuff. Um, we want to see more. <laughs> we want to see Agents of Shield helping out the big guys, but we just don't know when it's going to happen. I, the more and more that's they one make, of my big frustrations with Runaways is I'm like, stop mentioning the Obama administration, <laughs> mention the Ellis administration. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. um, we 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 had feedback and talked about that already. Uh, I think we I think we talked about it on the show. Yeah, someone someone wrote us in about. Oh, they just mentioned the uh, the Obama administration. This isn't canon. I was like, well, there's a, you could you can head canon that. <laughs> <Okay>. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe it was a different Obama. Um, <laughs> right. Maybe Obama happened before yeah, in this universe. Maybe, maybe Obama happened four years earlier in this universe or 
or maybe or have we ever gotten an actual date out of anything like maybe iron man actually ha- takes place in the future no it, it, we do have 2008 uh, we do have that anchored to 2008 um okay. most of the movies happen where they where they came out most of them uh but <clears> we know <throat> that spider-man <laughs> oddly enough happens in like 2021 or something crazy wow yeah it's real weird and, and it makes sense because uh the next movie he's in is avengers and then avengers 4 which avengers 4 is going to come out in like 2019 or i don't know it, 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 may, yeah. maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe it's not 2020 i think it might be 2019 or something um they okay they there's a whole timeline it, it's weird spider-man jumped into the future a little bit uh, uh-huh. because I think they want the next couple movies to kind of happen at the same time, where uh, where he gets the he gets to the events of Homecoming and then has to go deal with. Um, I don't think they want his his story to progress. I think they want to make a a Spider Man movie for every year he's in high school or whatever sophomore uh-huh. sophomore junior senior year, and even though they're only making one every two years, you know, so so it's yeah. So so I think they're. They're they're playing with the timeline a little bit there, um, and it actually messed up a couple of things. Are a little screwy with the timeline, but I I can't even speak on it intelligently anymore. When it happened, we were all deep into it. It's something like, you know, that this had to happen eight years after this, but in in Spider Man Homecoming. It shows that cleanup crew, and then it says like seven years later, and it should have been nine uh-huh. years later or something. Like it's just a little bit, a little screwy, but you know that's okay. Homecoming was fantastic. I love the hell out of that movie. Oh, it yeah. was really good. Oh yeah, Michael Keaton, man. Tiny qualms here and there, but just overall, just delectable. Yeah, amazing for sure. Totally, but not amazing like those other Spider-Man movies. <laughs> Uh, Real amazing this time. Yeah, actual amazing. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, yeah, I loved it, man. I loved it a lot. Um, so, see, back to Shield. Anything else? Yeah. Anything else you want to talk before we talk about some feedback? Um, I just love everything about this show right now. I, um, the thing that that hit me the hardest was um, the dude telling Mac that he wouldn't be a good father. And then, like, all that stuff from the framework was brought back, and he was, like, talking about how he misses his fake daughter more than his real daughter because he never met her, really. And Oh, yeah. Just all of that was so good. And they're, they're just doing such a good job with the characters. Yeah, totally um, agree. Mac is one of my favorite characters, by far. Yeah, Mac is... And I hear that he's leaving, but I don't know if that's true. Oh, wow. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. Just looking around for news, they're like, "Here are the signs that Mac is leaving Agents of Shield," and I was like, "No, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not." I haven't looked at it, but I, I saw that headline. Um, uh, gosh, uh, I'm still digging Colson and May. I didn't think I would. I'm, I'm digging. You know, they're they're kind of uh, tiptoeing around. Yeah, their their relationship. I think they, do a good, relationship. They, they do a good job of not uh, uh, kind of putting it down our throats, or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just kind of there. It's it's always kind of been there, and now it's just a little more mm-hmm. there. So, I don't mind it. I love Yo Yo and Mac. I love Yo Yo and Mac so much. Yeah, me too. And uh, <laughs> the show is so good. I was just thinking about something, and I don't remember what it now. 
that I really <laughs> there's so much going on in the show. Let's just run through this feedback yeah. and see what uh you know what else sparks the conversation here. Um, sure, man. Sherman Smith. Let's do that. Sherman Smith says this on Facebook. Agents of Shield. This Inhuman girl has vision powers. Bonus Easter egg. Section six one six of Earth. Um, the main Marvel universe in the comics. That's correct. Uh, yeah, when they when they said six one six. Uh, this is section 616 of Earth I, I obviously caught the reference but I thought it was funny just because they've already used that as the the, the bus was like uh, call sign was 616 <laughs> in season, in season yeah. 1 so I thought it was funny they used it twice um, this in- shout out to Sherman Smith he's one of our listeners too oh, yeah. hey buddy hey Sherman <laughs> yeah that's a good man right there absolutely totally salt to the earth <laughs> Oh, Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I really liked that girl's powers, and I really liked. Uh, I just I just loved the it. It's I was so compelled. Fight sequences don't compel me very often, and I think that Shield yeah. does a particularly good job of making me care during fight sequences. And um, that one was little girl versus monster man uh, was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christopher J. Allen says to us on Facebook, Oh man, S.H.I.E.L.D. first mentions the multiverse and then 616. <laughs> this season so far is fantastic and confusing at the same time. What is going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man, but I'm I'm down for the ride. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. And I've been waiting for the for Marvel to bring in the multiverse, and you know I stake my claim on this. This is how we'll get the Fantastic Four and X Men. You think they're going to do the multiverse? I think that's how they're going to do. You it. think they'll pull from and an existing X Men canon? I don't know, but I don't think it matters. I think that that's how they'll bring in the multiverse. I think they'll they might have an X Men. Uh, they might do an X Men Marvel crossover event, right? With Fantastic Four, but at the end of the day, I think after Avengers Four, they'll probably reset it to where they're all in the same universe. Well, even if they're in the same universe, even if they're not in the same universe, they're going to op- open up the multiverse. So even if like Tony Stark gets killed, they'll bring in a different guy to play Tony, but he'll be a different Tony from a different universe, hmm. and they'll probably do a passing of the torch type of thing, like a Crisis on Infinite Earths. Sorry, Marvel fans, I'm bringing up DC here, but. I don't think both companies have stolen from each other enough. Um. Yeah, I don't think they will recast Tony Stark. I don't. I think if if Tony Stark dies, <coughs> he'll probably download his consciousness into a AI and be our friendly AI for the future. Like you know, people love Johnny Junior in these movies, and it'll be great to have him around <coughs> doing something as a mentor role or something. But I don't think I don't, no. he's he's either going to stay around as a mentor or he's going to get put in an AI voice. I don't. Th- I think whoever they do pass the torch of Iron Man to won't be a Tony Stark. Personally, I don't know, man. I think they could they could bring in someone else who acts a lot like Robert Downey Jr. and just say he's from a different universe. Right. They could, that's that's a way. That's a possibility. Sure. You know, it totally I is. I just I don't see it. I think they. I don't see him recasting Tony Stark. I could see them uh, bringing in other people from other universes, like the X Men and the Fantastic Four. My personal preference sure. is that they start from scratch. Um, I, my personal preference is they start from scratch with the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and build them into the universe the same way they've built everything else. 
into the Marvel Universe. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really want to make the X-Men stuff canon in this universe. Or even in, the, in this multiverse, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, well, you know, a great way to do that is if they, like, flashback and they did a thing where the Fantastic Four were a thing in the 60s, and they were kind of a secret thing, and they got trapped at the Phantom Zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just now came back. They could also do a thing where... Um, you know, because Jessica Jones, they said, like, you're one of them. They haven't really defined what a superpowered person is, only that there are those superpowered people. Right. They could jump back to the 60s and just act like the X-Men were always, like, a covert team of heroes. And, like, now that mutants are starting to become more and more prevalent, and the Inhumans, like, Xavier and his team becomes actually, like, to the forefront of public acknowledgement you know what i mean absolutely maybe they were in the background fighting stuff like i'm good i mean we already had scarlet witch and 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 quicksilver so yeah Uh, quote-unquote miracles i think there's a lot of room for it yeah i'm good no i I agree i totally agree Uh, the only thing with them is they with those two particular characters is they drew their power from an infinity stone which is a lot different from a mutant but i do see in runaways they have still not said what molly is um, and in the comics, she's a mutant. And now that they've made the deal with yeah. Fox, I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> I may, they they could see. Here's the thing I've heard about this deal with Fox. So it's going to take reg- uh-huh. it's apparently going to take regulators um, uh-huh. eight, at least 18 months to approve the deal uh-huh. because they're such a large merger. Sure. So if they don't approve, the, like. I don't know if they're going to start doing all this mixing and matching until they approve the deal. In which case, yeah, sure. uh, it'll be 18 months before they really start like doing these things, you know? I, I, I don't see Kevin Feige letting that stop him. I mean, they didn't even have a plan for Spider-Man. They didn't know how they were going to have him in. They just kept writing drafts of Civil War with Spider-Man in it. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> that According is, to Feige. So. That, is, that is very true. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, it, and you know, we had months and months ago, we had Stan Lee going, oh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Fantastic Four and X-Men back. I'm like, you sly old dog, you knew. <laughs> you sly old dog. Um, yeah, man. Uh, all right, let's see. Jeffrey James, our good friend Jeffrey James, uh, says to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episodes 1 through 3. Comments, no non-spoiler. Um, I'm enjoying this oh. because I like the characters, but it feels very out of place. Uh, and frankly, a bit derivative. Uh, spoiler. And now begins his spoilers. Uh, I was surprised you didn't mention, or did I miss it, that the policeman who captures the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the diner was shown taking a shower without his skin. Yeah, that's a very good point. We did totally not talk about that. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't. Talk. There's so much going on in this. I noticed it. We, we definitely noticed it, but uh, there's so much going on, we didn't talk about it on the last cast. Because it was just like we were worried about our main characters, and we didn't even discuss that whole Enoch scene at the beginning. Um, I mean, to be fair, what's there to say about it? I mean, yeah. you know, Ooh. who among us haven't just pulled off her skin to take a quick shower? Sure, sure, yeah. It happens all the time. Um... So Feel very normal to me. <laughs> seems to me he might be a scroll, in which case him sending everyone but fits into the future might be connecting to the Kree Scroll Wars in some way. Overall, though, I'm really worried 
um, about the introduction of the multiverse if it's going to be a thing because alternate realities seem often to be plot devices whose main purpose is allow repurposing of intellectual property at the expense of there being real stakes for characters dying. Of course, um, I was similarly <coughs> worried about LMDs and, uh, and the matrix, I mean, fa- framework... Uh, which the writers avoided the pitfalls. Yeah, so I I totally agreed with Jeffrey there that like multiverse can be used poorly in that way. But um, I think they he's right. They've done a good job navigating. I was really worried about the framework. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be compelling at all because I was like, how can you have stakes in this fake world? Um, and then they did it, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's stakes based on who the characters are and what they can become. Um, yeah, it re- I mean it. It's really still having lasting lasting effects now. Not only with certain characters who died in the framework, but it also has has having lasting effects in the in, in Fitz's mind at least. Fitz and Simmons. I love multiverse stuff. I I always have. I've I loved it on Star Trek. I love it on the Flash. I I wish they would do it more in the movies. Uh, the DC movies and the Marvel movies. I'd love to see it. Uh, so. Uh, I'm not worried about it at all, especially if Marvel's doing it because they they got their shit down, man. They do. I think they got it. They have up until now, and then, uh, and I'm, I'm yeah, I always always want to stay on them, but they're, they've they've done a great yeah. job with everything they've given. I mean, Iron Fist and Unhumans was shit. It was bad. Yeah, totally with you, with you 100. <laughs> um, I mean, no, no. Je- let's not miss words Jeffrey here. Jeffrey mentioned <laughs> the taking off of the skin. Let's let's linger on that a moment. Uh, I don't think that's a that's a scroll or, or, or I don't think that's a scroll. Well, if I remember correctly, the scrolls were shapeshifters. So yeah, they don't take their skin off. I wouldn't I think they would need to do that. Yeah, I suppose it could be a, a way the MCU is interpreting scrolls, but I just think this is a different alien altogether. Probably an alien that's out. I mean, we already know that he's traveled through now uh, at this point Jeffrey hadn't seen this most recent episode but we we already know that he's like tr- you know uh, sees things on a more <coughs> macro level I don't think he's as involved yeah. in these like smaller conflicts um, he's he's worried about the big picture uh, which is super interesting uh, and by the way we didn't even mention Robin a return of Robin in this episode um, yeah I thought that was I dug that. that was super great uh, just a cool way to reuse that her that was really cool um, to to yeah. to quote Jeffrey James, repurposing intellectual property, um, I liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, I lo- I love when they repurpose intellectual property. Um, I know what he means, but I I, 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 mean, I, lo- I love good a good callback to previous season. Um, it's cool to <clears throat> yeah, I love a good callback, but you know, <laughs> anything they anyone anything anyone creates on the on the show is property of Marvel, so. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah 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 they're not really yeah you know <laughs> um i like enoch though i like enoch too he's a cool guy i like i like robin it, she's cool I, I i don't know why but i trust enoch <laughs> he just seems like a trustworthy bloke <laughs> like he seems like you know what whatever he is under the skin he seems like he's uh you know very earnest and uh whatever he is it seems like he may he's a trustworthy one of those <laughs> yeah he he may or may not be um in an rem cover band <laughs> he looks a little bit like michael stipe looks like he might you know oh, okay <laughs> idolize him a little bit and you know how, how could any of us be angry at that no no one could be um 
<laughs> All right, Nathaniel Muzzy go, uh, goes on to say on Facebook, uh, anyone else think this season, uh, he, he's writing about episode three, I believe, anyone else think this yeah. season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a distinct problematic lack of fits? Episode four better be him being a badass. Um, I was thinking the same thing. I really thought once episode two ended, and we, or episode <laughs> three ended, we were going into four, I thought that was going to be the flashback to Fitz. I was like, surely they're going to go to Fitz now. Um, but they waited till five, and man, it was worth it. It was good, good, well worth the wait. I loved him showing up in episode four, and I loved this whole episode five thing. Really, You cool. know, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people complaining about it on TV time, but honestly, like... Every episode was so tight and so good and so dense. Yeah. And I didn't notice Fitz wasn't there necessarily. I, I like Fitz. I love Fitz. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, But I was just like, you know, every time I saw someone go like, why is Fitz not in it? I'm like, wait for it. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. You know he's coming. Oh, yeah. You know he's coming. Yeah, man. Uh, sh- he's the Wesley of the show. <laughs> not Wesley Crusher. I'm talking about Wesley from Angel. Oh. He's going to be a badass. Oh, I know. Like he's going to come back. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. I'm saying for the listeners <laughs> who don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sherman Smith says on Facebook, Shield. Hey Sherman. Hey Sherman. Shield. A life earned. <laughs> um, the arrogance of the head blue guy makes me want to punch him in the face. And I and I and I can't wait till they open a can of kick ass on that guy acting like a slave master. I agree. I mean, he's not really acting. That's what he is. We need, uh, we need, we need <laughs> Khaleesi to come in and break the chains. Uh, maybe that will, yeah, maybe man. that will be a, a Quake's job. It looks like it. Oh, we didn't talk about it. So, there's so much happened in these three episodes, it's hard to re- remember everything um, for this, you know, to round it all up. But episode four, I believe it was, when um, they had to have that uh, telepathic guy communicate back and forth between them uh, to give... Oh, I love oh, that. That, yeah, was that was so awesome. good. Oh, so man. Good. It was so good. I loved how it all tied together and made sense, and I loved that it revealed a special uh, ability that the that the slave masters don't know about. Um, yeah, I just really, I really am more compelled by the Inhumans in this season than I've been in any other season. <laughs> they're, they're no, <laughs> Absolutely, they're, they're not just like an analog for X Men or whatever for for mutants to just be able to give be given powers. They're like. They're this downtrodden people that seem to be the only reason the Kree are there is just to like use Earth to farm in humans. Yeah, yeah, I think that's real neat. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Sierra Angel says on Facebook, uh, "I find this age- season of Agents of Shield intriguing. I need to know what is happening." <laughs> I love that everybody's having that response. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> I keep yelling at my TV, uh, but the end of episode five has got me so excited. Um, me too. Yeah, man. Me too. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily need to know what's happening. They're just in the future and shit's gone wrong. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much what's happening. I just like that everyone's like, what is going on? <laughs> really like I don't know. I feel like I'm taking it at face value pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, th- there's definitely some mystery um, that has not been revealed, and I'm, and I'm interested yeah. to see uh, things like uh, who is on the planet's surface, 
what is the game plan of the... I think we're, we're starting to see what the game plan of the Kree are. Uh, the thing that I've been concerned yeah. with since the beginning of this arc, and I, we haven't discussed it tonight, is the what's the plan of the showrunners? Like, I, I've been saying since the beginning this is a problematic arc because what are the stakes? Like, everything's going to... Like, I feel like they've got to put the world back together. Like, um, the show can't yeah. leave the world torn apart uh, for purposes of every other Marvel property. <laughs> um, I, I suspect that this is only a story arc, you know, much right. as... Similar to the framework, uh, I think it will, have, it will have implications yeah. for our characters. Like the last season. Yeah. Um, um, which is fine. I think it's I'm great. not... Cons- I'm not completely concerned about what their what their purpose is as uh, as much as I'm excited about what they're bringing into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I am I feel like this show has really become a comic book show. Yeah, it's really embraced. It's really embraced. Uh, I mean, it's just gone nuts off the chain. Nuts. Oh yeah, man. When, when and do it. and I'm down and is amazing and let me ask you though is this season the first time we've heard her referred to as quake no we've heard her referred to as quake in previous seasons did she call herself quake in last season yeah the she was like agent quake when she was like on the run or whatever and and like uh she kind of became i think she basically became quake when she um in season four, three, three, I guess it was the end of season three when she's like no longer with okay. them, and she's like gotcha. off on the run, robbing banks and giving it to the poor, <laughs> or giving it to inhumans yeah. that need help and stuff. Um, right, I couldn't remember. Yeah, she was Quake then. I just kind of looked up and went, "Wait, are they calling her Quake? That's awesome!" Yeah, man, <laughs> that's from the comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sherman Smith says um, on Facebook, uh, Marvel's Angel of S.H.I.E.L.D. Rewind. Love seeing badass Fitz teaming up with Hunter. Really liked the homages to Star Wars, too. Um, oh, that was so good. What were the homages to Star Wars that I'm not remembering right now? Okay. You Star just Wars watched it. And, and, yeah, and Empire Strikes Back, when uh, Han is about to be frozen in carbonite. Right. Leia says, I, I love you, and he goes, I know. When Fitz is being put into the cryogenic chamber and he's about to freeze, Hunter says, I love you, and he says, I know. And they, they both go like, <laughs> they both Oh like my gosh, up, I totally like missed little, that. Like little kids. I totally missed that. And he that. freezes. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. How, I, was, I was doing the dishes when I watched this episode, and I totally missed that. Ah, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is utterly amazing. Um, it really is. Like the nerds that they are. <laughs> Taking the moment to do for that to possibly be the last words they say to each other to be a Star Wars reference. I, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, that is fantastic. That, I, I'm so glad you told me about that. I have to rewatch <laughs> that scene. I I remember the scene and I totally didn't hear them say that either one of them. Um, yeah, that's funny. That's really, really. That's really good humor. Good job, guys. <laughs> that's, yeah. good, that's some good humor right there. Um, thank you, Sherman, for bringing that to our attention. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see. Jeffrey James again uh, says, Angel of Shield returns to greatness with episode five. Uh, still, I want Bobby back. A cameo, maybe? Please, Marvel? Please? Um, 
James, what are you talking about? Returns to greatness this entire season has been magnificent. I think I think it's been great too. Uh, but I think as as I think it was uh, as someone just said, uh, the the distinct lack of fits made this season a little a little a little drag no. dragged a little bit. But I'm I'm really excited It'll to see be all fits right. back. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. Um, all right, Kamal, uh, Kamal with a name that I don't know that I can pronounce the rest of. Kamal Gaimun Moise, maybe. Uh, oh, okay. Spoilers for Guardians of the <coughs> Galaxy Two and Agents of Shield season five, episode four. Hmm. Yondu hmm. said he was a Kree battle slave. Still not sure if yeah. MCU Yondu meant he's the Kree who was a slave or a slave to the Kree. But do you think this is related to the Inhuman Slaves and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, they're separated by 70 or 80 years, but it's possible. It looks like there are things like called battle slaves uh, in, this, in mm-hmm. this situation, so I guess... It's very possible that he was in a similar situation, but uh, again, separated by eighty years. So who knows if it had anything any relation to these people? Uh, what do you? How did you interpret that? Is is Yondu a Cree in the MCU? You know, um, uh, Bethany was listening to your episode when you guys were guess were talking about that. Yeah, and she, you know, messaged me. Bethany's my fiance, by the way, everyone. Yeah. And, uh, she, <laughs> she's listener of my show and, and the MCU cast. And she, and I'm so far, I was so far behind at the time. I had not caught up, but she was like, is, is, is Yondu a Cree? And I have no idea, guys. I think in the I comics no he idea. is not. Like, uh, in the comics. I, I don't think so, but. In the comics he's not, as far as I understand, but. Uh, he looks very Cree. And so Jeff, in the movie, Jeff being Jeff, is always like, "No, he's not a Cree. He's not a Cree in the comics." And I'm like, "Yeah, but he looks like a Cree." And MCU tends to try to simplify things sometimes, you know, uh, where it's like, "Yeah, hey, we've already got this race in this universe. Let's just make him one of those, so we don't have to explain another race or whatever." Um, and I'd, I'd be, f- I'm yeah. fine with that. Um, I mean, in the comics, uh, Groot was evil at first, right? <laughs> Shit changes. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> he's just a magical tree. Just a magical, magical tree. <laughs> right. Um, right, we got one, right. one more piece of feedback here. <clears throat> Al Granite uh, on Twitter says, At MCUcast, man, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm so glad it's back. Although last season when Coulson showed up in space, I assume that was just Marvel yet again keeping the TV shows out of the movies. Anyways, that ties any anyway that ties into a theory I have about watching episode three. So so spoilers. Okay. Uh huh. Um, are the agents actually in another dimension or, and not the future? Uh, you guys talked a little about them maybe being in the twenty ninety nine universe, uh, but but the rock where the radio signal bounced off of, Virgil labeled it 616. That's the main Mm -hmm. Marvel Universe, right? Max said that the signal came from the surface, but could the signal be interdimensional? Hmm. Could Marvel be using Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to introduce the multiverse for Infinity War, or pave the way to introduce X-Men and Fantastic Four? 
via alternate dimensions. If Marvel buys out Fox, which they have... Um, I feel like they've already introduced the multiverse of Doctor Strange, but they could be using Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to solidify it. It's, it's strange. Um, they, they've definitely introduced the multiverse in Doctor Strange, but they in Doctor Strange, all of the universes they have introduced so far have been so far from our own. They've been like dimensions of like hell, sort of. Like, yeah. um, uh, they, the, we, we have yet to see them do a this universe is close to your universe, um, which yeah. would be a very different idea to, for people to wrap their minds around. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, you know, it's, it's just it's different. It's different to say, like, they're in a hell dimension versus they're in a dimension that's just like ours. Um, except right. they have mutants, and one of them's named Wolverine, and we, we, sure. we back the truck up to Hugh Jackman's house, and so he's going to come be in one more so we can have one more mansion. You know what? He said he was not coming back. Oh, I know. But that's why I said that's back just, a, back a be truck. That's just sad back a truck of money <laughs> big enough. I hope not. I don't want him back. I, I agree. I'm with you. Um, I Logan just, was perfect. I, I agree. don't want to see him again. I think they've, they've closed it off. <laughs> it's, it was wonderful. Um, I don't think they should bring him back. Um, I really yeah. want to see them I want to see them change the X-Men. Um, we can talk about this all day, but uh, I don't, I don't we can. know. Get, getting into I'm down. All, let's do let's, it. Let's, let's talk about that in a second. We're getting back to all granites uh, feedback <laughs> before we before we uh-huh. tangent onto why Wolverine, why they should reboot Wolverine. Um, what do you think of that idea of it being a uh, alternate reality radio signal uh, that, that uh, Virgil it, was talking to? It did occur to me. Also, Al Granite's one of our listeners. What up, bud? Um, <laughs> so yeah i think it very definitely could be uh a different universe it could be coming from the past um yeah that's a very good point uh, except we know that it, it's apparently it sounds like fate bradley cooper's father yeah so, i mean it could be like you know it could be a uh we know he was thrown there Donnie Darko pocket universe type of thing. Yeah, it absolutely could. That's 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 a whole other thing. Like, what if it's coming from Earth that's just complete, like just another Earth where um, I could absolutely see this being the big struggle of the next couple episodes. If like there's an alternate reality where the Earth was never destroyed, and somehow they're contacting uh-huh. that alternate reality, and like mm-hmm. fake Bradley Cooper maybe joins the nihilistic side of just destroying. <clears throat> their current <laughs> reality to save the other reality, yeah. you know? Uh, maybe it's one of those, like, sort of pocket dimension type things where if they if one only one can survive or whatever, and it's just got to... They've got to make the... Somehow our agents get the chance to make the decision of which universe survives. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is a thing that happens between me and Jason and happens between me and you and also with our listeners. Um, we now have a premise so interesting... That if they just show a little shack somewhere that some people hold up in, and fake Bradley Cooper's dad is in there, I'm gonna be super disappointed. <laughs> like now, right. I really want a multiverse. Like I really want it to be a different universe. Yeah, we we we've we've it's similar to the new Star Wars movie. Which have you seen, by the way? Did you go see? No, oh, I you know, still haven't. I okay, um, well, a lot of the a lot of the problems that people are having with the new Star Wars movie is they introduced so many things in Force Awakens that were intriguing, so that people have been speculating over them for two years, and now they've uh-huh. they've shown the next movie, and everyone was like, "My idea was better. Why didn't they do my idea?" I feel yeah, like, that just happens, man. Yeah, I feel like half the people complaining are complaining because 
their they speculation their was idea. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe fairly, maybe fairly their their speculation could have been cooler, but like I don't know. You just gotta kinda roll with it. I don't I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, so I don't uh sp- I didn't have as nearly as much invested in any of the speculation. Um but uh, I have a theory, but you know. I, I would love to hear your theory. Um but we'll do that off the cast. Uh, sure. Especially having not seen it and now that I have seen it, I'm interested to see what your theory is. Um Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, what were we talking about with uh So I think they should reboot all the X-Men stuff because I just don't care about any of the X-Men yet in the way that I care about all of the uh Yeah. all of the current MCU characters. MCU has done a good job of starting out with the basic character and saying, "Hey, first thing we're going to do is we're going to introduce you to this character in a way that endears you to them and makes you follow their story and understand where they're coming from. Even evil characters, like they introduce them and they show us where they're coming from. And like, we get a chance to like know who those characters are. Um, and, and if you just jump in from another universe, drop in some characters that I just don't know that that will, uh, that here's the thing though. I, 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 they did not, Feige and company did not abide dr- just dropping in uh, Garfield or McGuire. Uh, they didn't make that part of the multiverse. Maybe they will at some point, but sure. they rebooted Spider-Man. Yes, they did. Um, I don't like the X-Men films. The continuity of those films is such a cluster fudge. I don't think they're going to actually let them in in any capacity. Yeah. I think if they do anything, it, even if they bring them from another universe to explain why we haven't seen them yet, it will be a rebooted reality. It will be different people. Right. right. Or more than likely, they'll just start it up and not like all of those characters like mutants are just now come about, coming about and the X-Men just started, you know? Sure. And the, the, some, that's something we've talked about is, <laughs> um, how tied, and I feel like, I feel like this is something that the X-Men movies have suffered from. Um, right. I think they have tied themselves to the timeline of the X-Men universe. So, uh, a big part of Magneto's past is that he was in Poland in world war two. Right. So you take that, and then you <laughs> move it forward. So all the rest of that stuff has to happen in the nineties, because you go too uh-huh. far, he gets too old. Um, and so they've been tied to the nineties and the eighties for all these movies, and I feel like uh-huh. they could just keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, they and, could. And 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 I, and, I, and I wonder how important it is. I feel like the only really important thing about the uh, the X Men staying in that time period is the um, the Holocaust um, origins of uh, of of Magneto. I don't know that any yeah. other reason that they have to be bound to the eighties and nineties. Like I would love to see the X Men just be the X Men now. You know, like yeah. like a young Jean Grey and a young <laughs> Scott Summers in two thousand seventeen. You know. I yeah, would, I you would know, be okay we, with that. we had we had that conversation on the show a few weeks ago. What happens when you know they reboot and when they have to inevitably reboot and Magneto can no longer be or it can no longer have been a kid in Poland? 
um, because the Holocaust was just too damn long ago. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we were thinking about maybe they just change his race up a little bit, throw him into another atrocity. One of our listeners, and I, I apologize, I can't remember who it was now, um, posited the, the the idea that possibly, um, you know, you, you make him Hispanic, make his uh, parents immigrants being uh, deported, and uh, you, you still have a gate of some sort for him to to manipulate. But and I, I kind of thought that was kind of fun. But yeah. he, I mean, he not tears, fun for him. He, so so <laughs> so in this scenario, Magneto is a child in like 2020, and he's tearing down Trump's wall. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um. um. <laughs> That might be a little um, too far, putting him too far into the future. <laughs> right. You know, uh, I was thinking, like, in my in my mind, like, I was thinking maybe, like, uh, make him an Irish kid during the, the British occupation of Ireland or something. You know? Right. Like, it could be anything. You could do different things. You could. It's just, <laughs> I hate to say it. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't hate to say it because it's good that there hasn't been another one. Uh, but right. at least, well, and there have been. That's the thing. There have been. There have been. Another. Nothing compares to the Holocaust. Yeah. basically. like ba- ba- in our minds, at least, nothing compares to the Holocaust. There are other conflicts going on around the world with like child soldiers in Africa and craziness, right? And all kinds of ethnic cleansings and um, things that just don't yeah, get sure. they don't get the news play that the Holocaust uh, g- uh, got. Like, or that you know, it doesn't. It's not causing a World War Two. Um, and right. so, so like we don't have the same historical record being created, um, and that's super sad. And so, there are other conflicts this could go on with, but none of them that resonate with an audience the way that the Holocaust does. And the shorthand right. of being able to be like Poland, uh, Poland, nineteen forty-one, and then you're just like, all right, we know where we are, <laughs> you know, like we know what's yeah. going on here. Um, that 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 can't that doesn't exist with yeah. any, any, any in any other conflict. Um, and now, how important is that? You could just take that out of his p- history altogether. Um, yeah, and maybe his you know maybe his maybe his parents uh, had that happen, and maybe that informs his uh, you know maybe his parents were in concentration camps. So as children, so that informs his whole his whole mutants first sort of ethics. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like fighting against you know humans, giving them any kind of putting them in camps and stuff like that's that's the whole thing. Like you, you do kind of need that perspective, but I feel like maybe they could develop that perspective from a different angle. I guess. Yeah. Um, in which case they could just drop the X Men into right now, and I'd be okay with it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And there'd be less to worry about if like, you know, maybe there's a few X, there's a few uh, mutants out there. But maybe it's really just starting to starting to really rev up, and maybe like what went on in like the the first run of X Men comics uh, is just now happening in 2017. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like that was what they were kind of wanting with this Inhuman stuff they did on Shield, but uh, it doesn't seem to have caught on. And the Inhuman show was such a cluster that uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to use the Inhumans anytime soon in the movies. You know, and you know, some people have complained about like how badly the Inhumans have been used on, in the Marvel universe, and like what their real role was. And I think they have managed it and been so non-committal about it all that we can't really say they failed about any uh, on any given front because we don't really know what the hell they were doing in the first place. 
So uh, it's like they're keeping their cards close to their vest, and they like put out that mini series. And like they're like, hey, Feige, what do you think about that? If you could change that up, and he's like, oh, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Right. Well, I have a feeling that uh, I have a feeling that the whole Inhumans thing, because originally they were they were planning to do a movie. I have a feeling. Yeah. I think they wanted to do that so that they could introduce more superpowered people into the universe. Um, Absolutely. And then that's when they went in and brought them into Shield. And then I think what happened is this Fox thing started murmuring in the background, and they realized they didn't need to build a whole new IP around the Inhumans and make that a thing. They could just do mutants, and uh, I think I think that's probably what killed the Inhumans deal. If I had uh, to, guess. you know, I don't know. Oh yeah, none of I us think- do, and we probably won't ever. But if I had to guess, I think that's what happened. And what I'm saying, like that's one of the strengths of Marvel is like we don't know. Warner Brothers has shit leak all the time, right? About every little thing that's going on, so everyone is like mad and 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 expecting things. Well, and, uh, I agree. Know. I agree with the. I agree with that. But I also think that Marvel, when they, you're right. I think I think you're right. I, I won't say any different. Except <laughs> it's like when they call their shot, they call their shot, and they for the most part stick to their shot. Um, like. The fact that they had that 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 that, uh, that uh, presentation at the El Capitan Theater a couple of years ago, uh-huh. or four years ago probably now, where they told us nine movies that were going to happen, like yeah. at one time they said, "Here's the next nine Marvel movies," bam, right. and dropped it, and then they've only they've only removed one of those. <laughs> like that's really impressive and the, the thing from the yeah. DC side they've done just so much where they've uh, we're going to do a Nightwing and we're going to do a this and we're going to do a Gotham's City Central and we're going to do a um, you know Gotham City Sirens <laughs> uh, what's the one they were going to do one about the cops at one point no that was just Gotham that was just Gotham you mean the show yeah no this was in there the, was never, this was in the movies I I have not heard about a movie gotcha. called Gotham City Central. Uh, it, Gotham it, City Central, I think, was like a comic book. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Everyone no, thought no, Gotham no. was going to be like. <clears throat> uh, they, 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 I don't know. I, I only know it from listening to other podcasts talk about it, but because um, I don't follow the news at all. But different creators are always spouting their mouth off about the thing they're going to do next, and yeah. you know, and it's just uh, call your shot and keep your shot called because. That's how people are going to view this stuff these days, you know. Marvel's yeah, doing too good of a job with it for DC to fuck up as bad as they do. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's a little embarrassing, but uh, you know, I mean, it ain't your it's, fault. it's partially our fault. It's partially the fans' fault because you know Marvel is saying like, "Here's our slate," and then you know they're like, "Well, where's your slate, Warner Brothers?" Or so Warner Brothers like cobbles together a slate. Like, I, I don't know. Stop yelling at us. Well, Here you go. And that's the problem. <laughs> I you know and and we've 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 talked many times about having this discussion and we've never really had this discussion on air. Um, oh God! But just just about Marvel versus this DC and what the problems are. And to me, DC just is a little rudderless, and they are too reactionary. You know, like they 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 just keep taking their movies away from their directors, and they're not. Um, Right, they're not giving. They're not giving the, you know, they they they, they, they don't they, they don't pick a direction and stick with it. 
Um, they keep, you know, the, every movie is a response to the reaction to the last movie, you know? Um, it's like, yeah, this one needs to be lighter. This one needs to be this. This one needs to be darker. You know, it just, just, just have a vision, you know? That's, and that's easier yeah. said than done. Like, it, it's hard to be the guy who says, I know what, the, what should happen with all this stuff. And I, and I guess Snyder right. has, has tried to be that, but I mean, I, I don't, I feel bad for the guy cause I think they, they've interfered on every level. Um, every level. Yeah. yeah. And that sucks. The, they wanted to fire him after BVS and then they were like, well, he's too deep in, we're just gonna, you know, control everything. Like there was no way his actual vision for justice league was ever going to get made. And, you know, even if this so-called Snyder cut that everyone talks about is, is gonna, is put out, it's not his vision because they got to him before it was even in production. Right. Um, but uh you know i take a lot of flack because i say that warner brothers should look at what marvel is doing and i don't mean you know a lot of dc fans get mad and they say oh you just want it to be like stupid comedic cartoons well i like cartoons and i like comedy so so what i don't mind a a comic oh no yeah a thing i enjoy but it doesn't have to be like a Marvel movie. I'm just saying, like, the first phase, phase one of Marvel, they made a series of movies that didn't necessarily have to exist together. They had little bits that interconnected, and they just they were being reactionary, yeah. but they were also just dipping their toe in. I mean, there's a reason that Edward Norton didn't, never came back as, as the Hulk. Sure. Well, um, I, well, there's, there's a lot of reasons. I think I think they hated no, absolutely. working with him too. Like, I don't think that was just a reaction <laughs> of fans. I think I, it was. Yeah, I hear he had like one meeting with Joss and never heard back. <laughs> oh gosh, that's that's so that's so Joss. Um, uh, it's that's what Norton says. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I heard. Well, well, apparently, uh, from what I've understood with that movie, uh, Edward Norton really pushed a lot of creative control on them where he was like i'll be in it if you let me you know like have certain be producer and co-write yeah, yeah. i want to be producer and co-writer and this and that and like uh and and so they he, he pushed his power around as the star and marvel's this new startup company wanting to get a good star in their movie and um and that movie i think suffered for uh too many cooks probably um yeah uh but 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 you know i just think that for the most part, Marvel has had a vision and tried to stick with it and tried to give their movies to people that ha- also had a vision. Um, and yeah. I mean, obviously, some of these, some of these more recent ones have just blown me away with the vision of, of, of James Gunn with Guardians and now Taika Waititi with Thor: The Dark World. Um, oh, so good! It's just, just these these movies are. <laughs> I, Above, they 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 each have their strengths and weaknesses, but they're just so so good <laughs> and so much fun to yeah. watch while still having weight. I think Thor, Thor that are um, sorry Thor Ragnarok less has less of a uh, have less weight to it. Um, I think I saw a fat guy in there. <laughs> uh, there's <laughs> I don't. I, I, there's there's a few we, we, we we've talked about this on the cast already, but um, there's a few things like him losing his Warriors three, yeah, and off screen, you know, like never had no, they didn't die off screen, they died on screen, but he never he never had a chance to react to it, um, yeah, and then him losing his father and then having to be thrust into sort of a comedy romp right away, 
uh, like mm-hmm. all of that was just a little too quick, and 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 they didn't take the like they they wanted the certain <coughs> tone for the movie, and I, I kind of just yeah. wish they hadn't had to make such big uh, plot movements, um, because those are four characters we're never getting back, and we had you know. Mm-hmm. Two, three, or four movies of history with those characters having been in, you know, the two Thor movies, and uh, that actually may be all they were in. I don't know that they were in, um, well, in any of the Avengers stuff. Yeah. It, it just is sad I to think... lose them without without any fanfare or any real emotional tug on my heart, anyway. Yeah, I I thought the. Part of the problem, I didn't feel like they they sent it up enough that uh, that Odin croaked, <laughs> and um, but and part of that was because I didn't feel like and you know keep in mind I only watched it the one time, but because uh, it, it was kind of horrid, but uh, Thor: The Dark World I didn't feel like really set uh, I didn't really give me a definitive answer I thought Odin was already dead, right Odin had like, just oh we wait. just had no idea what happened to Odin by the end of Thor: The Dark yeah. World. I assumed he so wasn't. That was lackluster. I assumed he wasn't dead because I thought his death would mean more. Um, so I thought he was either off sl- in, in old father's sleep or whatever, like he was in yeah. the first movie, or uh, as he did, Loki sent him away somewhere and apparently removed right. his memories um, and made him human. Which it just seemed like all that happening off screen seems like such big things to have happened. It almost feels like there should uh-huh. have been another Thor movie to bridge all of that. <laughs> um, this is a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of little moving pieces in the Thor lore that, like, we just kind of glossed over um, just to get yeah. to the movie they wanted to show and the, the story they wanted to tell, which was amazing. Like, I loved the story they and told, was... but I kind of sad they didn't tell other, the other story. Yeah. I mean, that was part of a problem with uh, Dark World, where they weren't willing to commit enough to say, like, yes, Loki's a bad guy, he killed his father. They just kind of like, well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. All we know is he's pretending to be Odin now. And we have to pick that up. And, you know, I was glad that we didn't see the, we didn't see, like, a longer uh, journey of Thor figuring out that, you know, uh, Loki was Odin. Uh, that sounded boring to me, and I hated that. Yeah, development it's, in Dark it's almost World. like that's what they were setting up with the end of Dark World. <laughs> was this like third movie where it's all about that? And I'm glad we didn't get that. I think that would have been boring. But yeah. I also feel like a little gypped. I feel like the character of Odin was gypped by not having a little bit, a yeah. little bit, a little bit, a little more fanfare for his death. Um, now he did have a nice death scene, and it was beautiful. <laughs> but then we immediately are laughing again. You know? Yeah. I was fine with like I, w- you know, and I I talked about this on the show, but I kind of wanted more Odin and more of Hela. Like I wanted Hela to like I wanted that bit where like I basically wanted the the Loki scene from Dogma, where like they're trying to figure Bartleby and Loki are like screaming about like being the Morning Star, you know. And like, why did why did Odin right, abandon me? Right, we like right. conquered realms here's how, together. Here's how you fix this whole thing: instead of having her be somehow mystically held off by his 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 life, have her show up to kill him, and then yeah. Loki regret having made him human and killable, <laughs> and then have Loki have like the breakdown that he should have had when his father dies. You know, like. Uh, yeah, like that. He he always wanted to make him proud. He wanted him to he wanted him to respect him, and he never did. 
and 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 like and then in the end he did a thing that he thought he was being mischievous but ends up getting him killed and that would have given so much yeah. more weight to like the two brothers wanting revenge on Hella uh yeah but it's still we st- you still could have had the far flung adventure of of the uh the trash planet or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but you, you, you just it's kind of just missing the heart of like why and when he comes back at the end I, I think that would have been an even more powerful scene when you find out that he has the power of lightning inside him all along and yeah you know i think that all could have um, been better yeah i uh i you know i missed uh i missed lady sif i was surprisingly okay like i for some reason i felt like there was more weight to it that the warriors three were dispatched with such haste like it oh, was just right. like, like it- oh cool the warriors three are there oh my god they're dead right <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just like that was shocking to me. It was shocking to me too. It just like the fact that Thor wasn't there to witness it or to be with them or to even if ever find out that it happened. Like <laughs> that's what. Oh, he knows. Like, and that's one of the reasons. Like, I hated the the joke at the very end when you know we have Watiti go like, you know, don't worry, Asgard has found strong foundations and blah, and then it blows up. Oh no, never mind. Like, dude, that's like Asgard. That's Thor's home. That's right. the home of the Asgardian people. Well, that joke was too much. Mm, it just was. That joke didn't bother me. It bo- just that, was. That joke didn't bother me because they had already well established that in, in that they'd already don't care about Asgard. You already have unleashed a giant flaming <laughs> demon on Asgard. Thor himself sure. has unleashed a giant flaming demon on Asgard. And so, like, any jokes on it are fine, I guess. I don't, it doesn't really bother me. Um, I don't know. I've just felt like that should have been, like, Thor looking at Asgard uh, blowing up should have been, like, Mal watching the freaking Alliance land in Serenity Valley. Like, right. that should have been, like, a really heartbreaking, tough scene for him. And we got a joke instead yeah well i feel I like still laughed. that's that's the, that's the whole movie though. That's the, <laughs> yeah me too and that's the, i know that's the whole the whole movie is full of that and i i prefer guardians um and so a lot of people have been debating what's better is guardians or that and the reason i think guardians is better is they make those jokes those jokes are still there i still laugh just as hard <laughs> but when uh people make the sacrifice play I still feel yeah. it. I feel it so well, so strong. Um, spoiler alert for Guardians of the Galaxy two, um, but yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. Uh, when Yondu makes his sacrifice in Guardians, people talk about how many there were too many jokes in Guardians of the Galaxy two, and how it's too funny. As long as you can still have the Yondu moment, yeah, I don't think it's too funny. You can make me laugh as much as you want, as long as you don't yeah, take absolutely. me to the point where I can't get back to that place of. Um, and that's where I think James Gunn it did a slightly better job than Taika Waititi. I love, I love uh, Thor Ragnarok, but um, yeah, Yondu's sacrifice is, is 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 amazing in Guardians of the Galaxy too. That that funeral scene is amazing. Um, oh yeah, and and you go back, go back, <laughs> going back to Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy one um, from the moment the, the 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 roller coaster ride of emotions from. The moment Peter Quill challenges Ronan to a dance-off. 
uh-huh. which is like the most ridiculous thing in the movie. So dumb. <laughs> but that's, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy that's it. That's what it was I so loved dumb. about it is that it's so dumb yeah. and it's just a distraction. It's just like um, ha- I didn't feel like it was out of place. I felt like it was totally within his character. But then, um, yeah. you know, about thirty seconds later, he's standing. He, he's having his molecules ripped apart by the uh, this this reality gem or whatever it is. Um, I'm not even sure. Uh-huh. Power gem? I think it's power gem. Um, and he's reaching <clears throat> the purple one. He's reaching through time <laughs> to to hold his mother's hand because he never got to hold his mother's hand when she was dying. She she asked yeah. him to hold his hand, and and he wouldn't. He ran away, and he's regretted that. And so like this moment of like catharsis and like uh you know makes me weep him grabbing his mother's hand right there um like is 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 right next to a dance-off with ronin like the fact that they can put those together and they all work is amazing yeah it's just amazing it's well done yeah reminds me of the first probably my favorite movie that has that ability of going back and forth like that is uh shawn of the dead yeah, Shaun of the Dead. I, I, Fantastic. I, I won't spoil anything in it, <laughs> but it's like it's got some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen, and then it's got some moments that just suddenly I'm find myself crying about a character getting bit. And yeah. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, how did they do that emotional, you know, hoobie jooby or whatever? The ma- right. the magic of that. It's really great. I don't know. I don't know how I keep winding up on podcasts with co-hosts who. Relate everything to Shaun of the Freaking Dead. Like. It's the best, man. It's the best. That's Jason's favorite movie. Oh, yeah? That's good. good man. Good man, that Jason. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That's good stuff. But anyway, I think we've gone almost two hours or something, so it's probably about that time. Um, yeah, an hour th- and a half. Thanks for coming on the show this week, man. We've we've done far more than just a uh, quick Shield review, and I appreciate it because I've yeah. it's been fun. Um, thanks yeah, for man. thanks for helping out the show. We've I appreciate been it. Having a rough couple weeks with Jeff's big move, and uh, we're, we're, we're we've got plans. As soon as he settles in Tampa next week, he's moving to Tampa in two days. Yeah. And as soon as he settles in, uh, he's supposed to get back to the cast and help us re, re get back to the multiple you know uh, reviewing all the shows every week. And um, yeah. in the meantime, I believe Alyssa may join me for a Runaways cast because she's almost caught up. Ooh. Um, and so, uh, we might get that out tomorrow or the next day. So, um, run, yeah. runaways. Um, and, uh, we did a lot of news talk this week with the Fox merger, which, so we, we had planned the day, the Fox, the day of the Fox merger, we had planned to do a big cast for that reason. And Jeff had to cancel because of move stuff. And, um, and we haven't been able to get together since I've, we've tried three times and Jeff just has a lot going on. New family yeah. just got married. And he's moving the whole family to Tampa all of a sudden. So it's a big deal. Can you guys start referring to Jeff's big move as his BM? Sure. Yeah, I think that's fine. So Jeff's... uh, Jeff's BM. Jeff's got a BM that's been preventing him from uh, joining us on the cast for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, A lot of movement. Hopefully it'll... Hopefully the the, the movement will go smoothly. Right. Um, It'll... Won't have any. Won't have yeah. any incidents. Um, 
<laughs> All right. This is, this is getting dumb. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thank you. We have deteriorated. <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. We'll be back very, very soon uh, with more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. Uh, if not, if Jeff doesn't make it back uh, for next week, uh, you you want to come on next week, Dave? Um, Com- I don't know. Commit on the show. Maybe. Commit on the show. <laughs> <laughs> not on a Wednesday. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah. I probably can do it. I probably can do it next Wednesday. Oh, sweet. Actually. Sweet. We'll, 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 and you're, yeah. you should be caught up on Runaways by then, too. Maybe we'll do both. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do it late, I could do it next Wednesday. I think that's when uh, me and Jason are doing our first uh, show of the year. Oh, sweet. sweet. On DC on screen. Yeah. Well, man, uh, it's really been a blast having you, as always. Uh, please, you guys, listen yeah. listen to DC on screen. Uh, yeah. It's a good show. Him and Jason, uh, it's similar to this show. They talk about all the things DC that are happening on TV and movies. Um, so uh, what's your favorite DC thing right j- now? My favorite DC thing right now, um, oh gosh, man, uh, probably The Flash. Yeah. I really like The Flash. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> That's usually going to be my answer, though. Yeah. Um, and don't worry, guys, Jason hates my poop humor, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally pull it out, but, you know. As a, that was a you good, went further than Jason ever the does. BM, the BM joke was fine, because it, like, you know, it was, it was subtle. <laughs> Jason would have gone, No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like a good subtle, subtle poop joke. I just don't right. like it. I don't like a grotesque poop joke, <laughs> which you've, you've also been known to do from time to time. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. I, I'm Matthew. I don't Carroll. Got no shame. That's David C. <laughs> that's David C. Robertson. Check out DC on screen. Uh, if you oh, uh, yeah, we're the MCU cast. Uh, check us out at mcucast.com, uh, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. We can get your voicemail there and play it on the show and respond to it as feedback. Uh, if you want to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash mcucast. Uh, we only ever do one paid uh, post per week. So if there's... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, seven casts one week, you only get charged once. If there's one cast, you only get charged once. So it's only one, only one a week. So you won't be, uh, you won't be out a bunch of money if you want to go uh, pledge a dollar or two per cast. There, that'd be awesome. Uh, if you get value out of the show, it really helps us out. If you can pledge a dollar or two, it really helps us out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with you um, mm, mm, soon. <laughs> until next time true believers keep some DC on your true believer yeah (laughs) 